This is the Manchester Football Social. The Legends Preview. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the XS Manchester Football Social. It is Friday. The weekend is upon us. And to uh, look forward to the Premier League return, I am in the studio today. I'm Danny Jackson, by the way. I'm in the studio with a Manchester City legend, as always, the big Geo, the predictor master. Geo, good evening. Yes, you're right about predictor master. Mickey Thomas is missing. Daz has come in to... Uh... Carry on the bad form. Yeah, yeah. carry on the bad form. (laughs) Just Uh, watch that gap, Webby. Watch the gap. Well, that's the dulcet tones of Darren Webb. Um, He's what I'd say the he's the he's the biggest celebrity United fan. You probably hear him on uh, Full Time Devils. He's he's regularly on there. Uh, Good to see you, Webby. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. I'm very good. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, uh, the weekend is upon us, like I say, and the the games are coming thick and fast in the Premier League, thankfully. And today we're going to talk, uh, we're going to start off talking a little bit about some of the players in Manchester because we know it's been uh, a little bit quiet. It's been a little bit difficult this week on the shows to to get chatting about football because that international break does nothing for me. I can see Webby cringing over there. I don't think it excites many of us. So we're going to pick up on a few of the players uh, in this first section, guys. Um, let's talk a couple of City players that have been in the news this week Gaz I'm going to I'm going to start off with uh, David Silva yeah. now if anybody out there has, has seen the interview with Gary Lineker which um, I think it aired yesterday evening um, David Silva for me and I want to throw it out there if people want to get involved in this is the greatest City player of all time he's that good for me um, you know if you disagree if you agree text in 87711 give us a bell 03451 or tweet us on XS Manchester is David Silva the greatest player of all time I don't know if Gaz I don't know if you uh, you've seen I don't think you've seen the, the interview with Gary Lineker but basically he was saying it was the best decision of his life joining City um, he was talking about really he doesn't want to play for anyone else other than his local team Las Palmas and when his contract finishes in 2020 um, if he isn't playing for City he's going to go back home and play for his hometown club describe David Silva you've watched him like I have for the last eight or nine years the guy's incredible yeah um, I didn't see the interview but everything that's been said in the interview which I've read it's it's I was aware of it anyway I knew exactly you know about his decision to come to City he said it's, it's the best decision he ever made for me as a midfield player he is my ideal midfield player. You can give him a football on your own goal line and feel comfortable that he won't lose it. Give him in a telephone box with 11 players in there as well and you can't get the ball off him. He is, he is a talent. Argue would, if he was going to be a little bit critical, he should score more goals for City. When you look at Because he does goals, it for Spain, doesn't he? He's goal scoring record for Spain. He's he scores better. a lot for, for the national team. Um, for his, his technique, his ability, he sometimes. You look and you think, why does he not score more goals? He gets in the positions and he either doesn't get it on target or he doesn't make the keeper work. But in general, listen, for me, it's been a joy. If you're going to pay to watch players, he'd be the one I would pay amongst any, above anybody to go and watch. It's a joy to watch. Being a midfield player, he epitomises everything I like about it. He's got a great eye for a pass that, that, that some players, some people don't see. Thankfully, the players are on the same wavelength at City with him and especially Sane and Raheem Sterling and Aguero with the pace they've got if you've got somebody that can deliver a pass like he can and you've got the pace to get on the end of it 
it's a it's a marriage made in heaven. And and Webby, you know, from a, a United perspective, I know when David Silva joined City, United were heavily linked with him. I think they played him in a, a pre-season game, and I think they had their eye on him for for a little while. I think ultimately it came to the fee. They balked a little bit at the the sort of twenty four million pound price oh, tag, which when you look at it now, he's just crazy, crazy isn't it? Yeah, but, obviously it's from from United side. Honourable player in my eyes, I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, can really imagine. <laughs> but no, just being serious now, been a great player, still is, you know what I mean? I've watched him a few times, he's destroyed us a few times, you know what I mean? Not just United, he destroyed a lot of teams and obviously with the trouble he's had with the baby, it brought a lot of people together, you know, because like you said about Gary Lineker interviewing, he had the same scenario with his son yeah. at a young age and how he managed to, to concentrate and still play top class. I know he didn't play every game, but the games he, he, he got brought in for City, he, he played well. And he's he's dead right with that, guys, isn't he? You know, you look at his performances last season, you know, bearing in mind, you know, we've all got day jobs, we all have issues in our lives, but when it surrounds your, your kid premature, you know, fighting for its life, fighting for his life. Yeah, you know, David chat. Silver <laughs> actually says in the interview, football was his release from that. You know, you're at home, you're thinking about it all the time, you know, you can imagine it's un- unbelievably difficult. Well, it's his first child and, um, you know, it... it, it to see uh, your young son come into the world and be born so premature and fighting for his life and obviously he's got a big heart the little boy because he obviously fought through it all and uh, we're all delighted and listen whether he's a City fan or not I think everybody who's a father will will say the same thing to, to you know you never want to be in, in that that position you know for the grace of God it, <clears throat> it would never happen but I mean when you say it takes his mind away from it, it does. It's like, if you whatever problems you play, whatever sport you play, once you get in, engrossed in, whether it's golf, whether it's football, tennis, whatever it is, when you get engrossed in a sport, everything else, you don't, you've no time to think about anything else. Everything goes out of the way. But trust me, once you finish, and you sit back down again, it all comes back in. It was a tough, um, it was a tough few months for David Silver. But what impressed me really about that, not just keeping the form that he kept, but to really not be training every day which you need to get your fitness. Whenever he's brought back, he's put straight into the team and you never thought of one second, second he was lacking any sort of fitness. He looked as though he'd been training every day. He looked as though he was fit as anybody else. And obviously, not just with the, the training that he was missing, but also the stress that it gave him can can take energy away from you. But credit to him. He didn't show and he was he was influential in everything we did last season. And where does he rank for you guys? Because obviously, oh, you, there, you know, you've you've obviously seen the likes of Colin Bell on the field, yeah. and you know, and 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 you know these these city you know, kind of legends listen, across the years. Danny, I'm not one for one say, oh, he's the best because you know when you talk about Colin Bell, he's a fantastic player. Luckily, I went there as a schoolboy; he was in the team then, and then I was able to to join the first team, play alongside, and then end, end up playing alongside him. So I know Colin Bell, what a great player he was. But I mean, we've been blessed. I mean, I'm talking about the ones we've been blessed with that has been there probably six, seven, eight years. Aguero, what a fantastic guy he's been. Yaya Torre, David Silva, Vincent Company. These four players have been from the start to where we are now. And through them, with others added extra, they've been the, they've been the core mm. of what we've been able to achieve. Then when you had, you know, when you had Kevin De Bruyne into that situation coming in now and the others then it's just like the icing on the cake but they are they're the ones that's been there from start and they're you know seven eight years not many players now uh, Webby stay to club for seven eight years especially that standard of player so we've been blessed to have uh, been able to have kept them but the reason we've been able to kept them because we've been 
getting more and more successful and, and players want to stay But that time success. will come, guys. You know, at the moment, his contract expires 2020. You know, there will be a time that we're going to need to kind of move on from David Phil. He's going to be so difficult to replace, yeah, isn't he? Them. Who, who could replace him? I mean, have we got, you know, people are talking about Bernardo Silva maybe, you know, being almost uh, a kind of a carbon copy of him if he's moved inside into the middle like Silva plays. But You're never going to replace anybody like for like You can't. They all say, like George Best, Dennis Laws from the from the United you, you, You'll have players who'll come in and they'll, they'll form their own uh, uh, status at the football club like as they're doing at United as, as they have done at City and will continue to uh, both clubs so you know we, we're just blessed and I keep using that word blessed but we have been blessed to be able to have had him for this length of time and continue to keep him in another two years 2020 he'll be 34 so he will be coming to the end of his uh, his his top level career I would have thought but having said that David Silva has never had to rely on electric pace because his brain works five yards, ten yards quicker than anybody else. So, and his injury record has yeah, been good as well. You, you know, so good. maybe he's not had them no. them injuries that'll catch but up with him, him later. We've got him for another two years, so let's enjoy it. Let's years, enjoy so. it. And, and on the other side, I suppose of the uh, the spectrum age wise, over you know over at Old Trafford, you've got Marcus Rashford. And what we talked about Rash, Marcus Rashford earlier in the week, and I think it's important we do talk about him because Jose Mourinho was was really focused on him today, wasn't he? I don't know if you heard. Uh, uh, Jose's press conference today, Webby, but you know he spoke so much and so highly about Marcus Rashford. Now, from a blue looking in at United, he's one player I'm scared to death of. He's, he's Marcus Rashford. You know that he's so dynamic as a player. He just doesn't doesn't seem to have done it. He doesn't seem to have kicked on, does he? Quite as much as his potential said he might do right at the beginning. But what? You, I mean, he's got two goals for England this week. You know, what what do you make of of Marcus Rashford? And what what? I mean, where do you feel his future is? Is it at United or, yeah, or will he, he need he, to move on? You, you look at like you look at the Martial thing, and he's having a moan. He's not playing, but Rashford's a United fan, Manchester lad. Does he want to leave the club? No, he doesn't. He'd like more game time, but like you're saying, he's played a lot of game times. He's played in all the big games, the finals, you know. And there was a point last year where a few of my friends were saying, he's moved backwards, you know. He looks like the kid who first come into the team. That I always remember that night, uh, Martial got injured, he come in the Europa League, scored on his debut. Mitchelland, wasn't it? Yeah, and then he played on the weekend against Arsenal, got two. And then before you know it, he's in the England squad. People got to remember he's a kid. Yeah. You know, he's got that thing, he's got pace. It frightens the hell out of defenders. You know, and for me, you play him down the middle. I'd love to see him play down the middle where he started off when I first started watching him. But obviously, Mourinho's never going to play two down the middle. You know, mm. that's that's Mourinho. The next manager comes along might not play two down the middle. We know where he's best at. He's playing enough games for United. He's not going to moan. Mm. You know, he's played, if you look at his record, and obviously the stupid sending off last week, that hurts, you know, he should, he's a kid, he said something to him badly. You know what though, Webby, he'll learn so much from them sort of he, scenarios, he's, won't he's, he? he's come on, he scored two goals for England, you know, and fair play to him, you know, for me he should have got more than a game starting the World Cup, mm. you know, before that, the, the, the goal at Ellen Road, the friendly match, I don't forget it was a game, it could, I don't know who it was. He won one. He scored that goal from about thirty. You could, you could, you could see the uh, the interest we take in uh, international. Yeah, football. I don't know. Who it was. <laughs> so it was a great goal. So he's not going to leave United. It's going to take a lot of money. And the one thing what's got me about it is all the people who have been mentioning about him this week of hoping ex Liverpool players. Yeah. You know, worry about your own team. Don't worry about ah. We don't see Mickey Thomas going on Sky Sports going on and about a Liverpool player. It's got to turn up first, Webby. That's, yeah, well that's, that's true. That'd be a good that's start. True, yeah. But no, Rashford's up at United, yeah. he'll get enough game time. 
And talking about money and talking about value, that leads us really, really nicely into uh, to our guests that we're going to get on now. Um, we've got Kieran Maguire on, and Kieran is a, a finance expert, but he's also a lecturer on football finance at the University of Liverpool. And we, we, we gr- it's great to have him on because you've probably seen over the last couple of days that City's financial results have come out for 2017-18, and we're the, only the second club, English club ever to have a revenue of over £500 million. And um, so I'd just like to introduce Kieran. Good evening, Kieran. Thanks for your time. How are you? I'm thank glad. How are you? Really, really good. Now, now we've bigged you up there. So you're a financial expert. You're a lecturer at, at Liverpool, Liverpool University on football finance. Talk to us about them results that, that came out from, from the Etihad this week. Well, uh, it's, uh, it's all looking very solid for City. In fact, they're quite boring. It's, it's nothing like the football that City are playing. It's, uh, they've just done all around very well. So they're getting more money through the turnstiles. They're getting more money through TV. They've signed a couple of new deals with sponsors. So that's, that's been the driver of, of the boost to, to the income level. Um, and, and then they've also kept, kept uh, a good control on costs because there's always a danger that uh, wages will run away with you in football. Um, you know, and we know that City have spent big in, in historically on, on, on wages when they were trying to attract players to get to the, the next level initially um, when, when, uh, when, they, when Shaker Mansour took over. But that, that's now, that's now uh, you know, well in control. So they're only paying out £52 in wages for each £100 coming in, whereas it, it was 114 about eight or nine years ago. So everything's looking uh, pretty impressive for them at present. Yeah, and, and, and you mentioned that there, 52% of City, well, it's the ratio, isn't it, of wages to, to, to revenue. To, to me and you, to a normal person, should I say, maybe me, Gaz and Webby in the studio, that seems really high, but I think that's quite quite a balanced um, amount, isn't it, in this day and age? I mean, I mean, City are definitely not at the top of the tree in, in regards to that in the Premier League. That's right. The average in the Premier League is around about 61. Um, and if you drop down to the championship, championships to car crash, that they're paying out £101 in wages for each £100 coming in down there. So it's, it's all looking solid. Uh, you know, they've, they've got regular Champions League uh, participation, and, and that's worth you know, a, a minimum of around about £40 million to, to a club. And if you push on past the, the group games, you, you can double that if you, if you get as far as the finals. So, so Liverpool have done very well on that last season. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's full steam ahead, really. It is. And, 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 you know, one thing that kind of when I was looking at it, that I was most impressed with, it's, it's the kind of the commercial side of City now um, has improved just dramatically, hasn't it, over, over the years? I mean, I think the, 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 the front runners in that in world football, you'd have to say the, the neighbours across the road, Manchester United, you know, I think their commercial department has always been way beyond anybody else's. But when you look at um, the percentage coming in now commercially from City, you know, is that is that something that you feel will you know continue to grow over over the years going forward? Very much so, and I think that's where the, the most growth potential lies because um, you can't keep expanding the stadium and you can't keep on putting up the prices of tickets. So, so your match day income is to a large extent capped. Um, and, and City again, they're a wee bit behind United on that. The TV income really comes down to the central. Uh, central negotiations by the Premier League and by UEFA, so so that's out of their control. Where where City have really done well is in terms of the commercial income, and it's not just coming from the relationship that they have with the Etihad. Um, so in the first year um, of, of the new ownership, uh, City had 23 million pounds coming in. 
from commercial, and that's now 232. So that's increased by a factor of 10. You know, if, if, if my wages had gone up by 10 times in the last 10 years, I'd be doing cartwheels. <laughs> uh, but I'm, all, I'm writing, so, sorry, it's, um, it's Gary Owen here. Um, I'm also writing saying, because I was listening to Omar um, yesterday speak at the city in the community, uh, golf day that they had on and he was saying and he's saying exactly what you do what you said it's about 52% the ratio which is well below what it is but he was also saying it helps for the team as well that they're now expanding we're in New York we're in Japan we're in Uruguay uh, we're in Spain we're bringing clubs in so there's income coming in from all those clubs not only just to stand on their own two feet but to come into the into the Manchester City group mm. which is which is making the whole the whole company wealthier and wealthier so it's not just coming in from uh, from one angle it's coming in from five and six different uh, revenues which is obviously they all had to they all had to stand on their own two feet to begin with which they're all starting to do now, that now which is making it better for all concerned not just here in England but also in New York in Uruguay in Japan in, in all over the show so it's it's different revenues that's coming in not just coming in, in into Manchester City but that's right, and, and I think uh, you, know, so you only need one legal department, you only need one finance department, so you spread those over five or six clubs and, and you start to make savings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also you can use the data from one club, so you can use the data from New York to, to help City and to help the team in, in Melbourne as well. So you know, the, the bigger you get in terms of these relationships, sort of the, the, the use of data analytics and the uh, sort of the, the, the closeness of the relationships between the different clubs is is going to help to increase that profitability in, in the longer term as well. Yeah, and just one final question, Kieran, because I know uh, you're out with the missus tonight. I don't want to get you in any trouble for uh, for a late start. So, uh, I mean, do you, feel, do you feel that Pep Guardiola and the style of football at City play, I mean, you look at the broadcast income of £212 million, I think, last season you know is that a major factor not just the success on the pitch but the brand of football people want to watch yes uh, I think what, what City ha- have done is that with Pep coming in um, you know they've now got about an extra £50 million a year coming in through the commercial arm and, and that's that's all due to the fact that, that he is a brand in himself the football they're playing is is better than anything I've ever seen in, in the Premier League and I've not watched it from day one uh, I'm not even a City fan but you know, I, think, I think all fans would, would admit that um, and that makes you very very popular with uh, with commercial partners and sponsors because everybody wants to be associated with something which is successful and sexy and, and that's what City are at present Fantastic, well Kieran we really appreciate your time, thank you so much for joining us tonight Thanks very much lads Cheers, have a good weekend that's Kieran Maguire, um, a financial expert, giving us the lowdown on City's finances, which is great. So we're going to go to a, to a break now. Um, just when we get back from the break, we're going to be having a little chat, a little bit more about a couple of players that are in focus this week in the media. And we're also going to be talking to Berry's main man. Yes, it's usually City, it's usually United, but we're going to be talking Berry after the break. We've got Ryan Lowe. This is the Manchester Football Social, the Legends Preview. Yeah! 
Good evening and welcome back to the XS Manchester Football Social on Friday. Uh, so, yeah, I'm joined by Gary and Webby in the studio. Obviously, Mickey Thomas has bailed on us. If uh, if you're expecting to hear, hear Mickey's dulcet tones, you will not be. Um, as you know, we usually talk about Manchester City and Manchester United on, on the show. Uh, but we uh, we do have other teams in the Northwest, and we have some pretty fantastic teams in the Northwest, and one that's pretty close to my heart um, is Berry, and we are joined now by the main man at Gig Lane, Mr Ryan Lowe. Good evening, Lowe. How are you, mate? Evening, chaps. You okay? Hi, Ryan. How are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, not bad, mate. We just got down to Swindon a couple of hours ago. We trained down here, so uh, a little bit different from what we normally do. Hope for a change of luck in the away form, so we decided to travel this morning, train at Oxford Training Ground, which is Kindly of um, Carl Robinson, their current manager. So, yeah, we're just chilling now. We're going to go and get some food at 7 o'clock. So, you caught me in a good time. Good stuff, good stuff. We'll stay off them lagers, Lowy, though, tonight. Make sure, no, no make lager, sure the lads right. are not I on that. I sleep man. unless I get absolutely well, I mean, obviously it's been a, a slightly mixed start for Berry this season, results-wise, but I know performances have been uh, have generally been really, really good. Uh, but two league wins out of the last two, um, it must be nice to get some momentum going. Yeah, Dan, it's, it is obviously, listen, we, we know it's obviously league, league, league two, it's a tough league, you know, anyone can beat anyone, you know, we've, we've done well on the road, but we just haven't got the, the, the results with good performances, but again, they don't get you the points, the home form, which, which I wanted from day one is to be person to be solid and to be good and pick up more points at home than we possibly will away from home because we want to make it a force. So, listen, we've been outstanding. The lads have been, you know, worked hard. The coaching staff and myself have worked hard to get to a level we want. We're nowhere near the finished article as yet as a team and as a, as a squad and as a management staff. But we're really looking forward to the season continuing the way it is. Obviously, as I said before, the away form hasn't been good of late over the past so many years. But what we're trying to do, we're trying to make that you know, right for trying to work extremely hard on, on and off the train and pitch of what we want to do. Uh, and hopefully that starts to come to fruition, you know? Yeah, and I mean, current, currently, Lowy, you obviously sat in 13th, but you're actually only two points from the playoffs. You're only six points from top of the table. So I think the important thing now is if you have got this momentum to keep it going because a good run, you know, straight away you could be, you know, back into contention to, yeah. uh, to win promotion. Yeah, Dan, well, listen, we, what we're doing is we're going about our business. Definitely we want to do that, whereas over the past few years, you know, the, the previous managers have come out and said, we're going to do this, I'm going to do that. And it just shoots you down, really. You know, we don't have a good start yeah. or you don't feel as well. So we're, we're aware of that. And what we want to try and do is, as you've said, yeah, we're, we're three points or two points off the playoffs, three points, four points from being in the top three. But listen, it's a long season. I think we're going to be eight games in tomorrow. Yeah, it would be nice if we get a win down at Swindon and that'll catapult us probably up to seventh of eight, maybe depending on the results. Yeah. And you want to be in the round that. You want to be in the round, you know, the top ten all the way till till after Christmas and then give it a real push. But we know obviously it's early days, we're not getting carried away, albeit we're not getting carried away, we'll just slip outside of thirteen, fourteenth and we slip down one or two. We won't we won't get worried because we know what we're doing on the training pitches is working. Yeah, and I was at the game uh, against Grimsby last Saturday, um four nil win. But for me as well it was the style in which you, you could see, you know, maybe what you were working on on the training pitch starting to come to fruition because, you know, I, I felt that you know they were the far better side that day um, got the goals to, to kind of justify the performance and, and by the way Danny Mayer's uh, fourth goal yeah. mate, if De Bruyne had scored that he'd have been all over the Sky Sports News yeah. for weeks well, well do you know what Dan that, and that's the thing what we've done is we've, we've been playing good football we have put 
onus was on lads like Sir Danny May to score more goals and, and the whole squad to keep resilience at the back and be solid in the field it's great we, we're pushing them every every game and every training session to the limits because we know the good players as you know Danny May has had a couple of bad injuries over the past yeah. few years but you know if we can get Danny May firing on all cylinders last time he played in League 2 he was voted the best player in League 2 out of probably 350 players yeah. um, you know I put pressure on him again to be that best player this season because when you've got match winners like Danny Mayer it's you know they're hard to, as you said they're hard to come by you know if De Bruyne scores that goal for, for, for City or Salah scores that for, for Liverpool or Martial for United whoever it may be they're talking about it for weeks on Sky Sports so listen we, we know we've got great players in there great individuals but we, we always I always want more from them Dan you know yeah and I mean, and, and talk about you when you talk about the stuff you're doing on the training uh, pitch Lowy you know just a word on Carrington I mean it's such a fantastic facility isn't it for a training ground you know it must have a big effect effect on improving players but but I guess also attracting players to the club yeah it does listen and attracting players every player we've signed this season when you bring them to the club and, and they say oh, you, you know you're in league two yeah we're in league two but we, we, we I'm not saying we shouldn't be there but we want these players to help us get out of league two with the fantastic facilities we've got with the chairman backing us all the way as he has done since he's walked through the door the training facilities are second to none and we want to utilise that as you know the, the little fellas there throughout the week with the academy you know the players we're bringing to you know young Callum Hume was another one from the academy product yeah. you know we know we've got that in in abundance um, but we need to be playing and, and putting our wits against bigger clubs in bigger leagues and you know if we can get where we want to get to in the near future then listen Berry Football Club with the owner the backing of the owner and, and, and the facilities we've got are unbelievable as you know for, for League 2 yeah. it's, it's it's not heard of you oh, know? it's amazing it's amazing and like you mentioned there the little ones have it during the week uh, in evenings and I'm lucky to, to get down there quite a bit with my little lad Luke who's in the academy yeah. and uh, I just see I mean what's so exciting for us guys that are in the academy is seeing how many of these um, youngsters are making it through to the first team you mentioned Callum Hume there I think he was the 22nd academy player to make his first team debut in the last four years Lowy I mean that's something the club must be so proud of Oh, the odds, and as you know, mate, I spent a, I spent a week away with you in Holland with the kids, and you know we've already got aspirations of the kids who have been around and on that tour of making first team debuts because we we do look at it, and and to be fair to the academy staff at Mark Liddell and, and Ryan Kidd and the coaches and Fitzy and Graham and everyone else who who travels a long way to, to to help these kids, we know we're already looking at players now to say, you know what, he's a future talent, he he could play for Berry one day, so mm. it's brilliant to have the facilities and the coaches, you know, it, it doesn't go unnoticed from all us, and I'm glad now it's starting to not go unnoticed with the parents of, like yourself, but young Luca and, and the rest, and you can see the hard work we're putting in on it, it's just great when you can give a lad, like a Callum Hume, a chance of first team football at Gig Lane, you know what I mean, it, it must obviously, like yourself, Dan, your, your eyes must light up, and think, oh, you know what, doubt. You know the, the the kids, what we've got, the academy, the structure, everything that's with it, is we're, we're not just stopping there and thinking, oh yeah, we're getting twenty two. We want we want fifty two. We want we want sixty two. We want hundred. That's what we're <laughs> trying to do. You know, and I think you know further on in, in the career, whoever's the manager of the football club in the next five, ten, 
15 years we've set a, a standard of now of what we want and how we want it because you know the product of the academy has been different class and, and the club have made a lot of money from it you know yeah and it is inspiring for you know for people in and around the northwest you know that see these youngsters coming through like they do at Bury. you know it's a big reason why I love being there and you know it's a, it's a top place to be just one last a couple of last things but one on, on Swindon tomorrow like you say you want to yeah. try and get this away from uh, going you know what kind of game are you expecting down there a tough game obviously Phil Brown he's, he's well known he's been a good manager over the years we know what we know what he's about he'd be setting his team up to, to try and beat us but ultimately we'd be setting our team up to beat them and ultimately what we want is if we continue the good performances we've put in of late over the past two weeks and even the games are you know Lincoln City and MK Dons where we didn't get nothing from them and you know going away to Nottingham Forest and, and playing some excellent football and getting clapped off the field from their own fans yeah. you know, we're looking to put all that into fruition to one game tomorrow so yeah, we haven't run away from home in a long time, but hopefully tomorrow the luck will change and come with us. Fingers crossed. The next home game, Saturday 22nd, is Carlisle, isn't it, down at Gig Lane? And, and I'm sure, I mean, obviously, if anyone out there wants to go and watch, uh, go down there to get Gig Lane and watch Berry. Uh, they're always welcome, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. And as I say, Dan, you know, we, 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 we'll probably be saying that the pit, on the pitch next Thursday where we're, allowed, we're probably going to allow fans to come in and watch your team because... We want the fans to be a big part of us, you know, and they are certainly. And I know we're down the road at Carrington, it's a little bit far for some people to get through to Berry, but I stressed this last year in a fans forum that you're more than welcome, any Berry fans that obviously come to games, and they're more than welcome to come down to the training ground any time and watch us train and see how we do it, you know. Awesome, Louis. Well, listen, really good luck tomorrow. I hope it goes well. Thanks, Cheers, for, thanks for coming on and up the shakers. No Cheers, thanks very much. Cheers, Lowy. Have a good weekend. Cheers, buddy. Ryan Lowe, uh, Berry manager. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you, you're, you're aware of what Berry are up to. Yeah, uh, Gaz, what, what kind of club, you know, what, how do you I, see see them from the well, outside listen, looking I, in? I know Berry because of Gary's dad, bless him. Yeah. Neville Neville, I mean, yeah. what a gentleman he was. Gary and Phil's dad, uh, and Tracy's dad, of course. Um, I mean, what a gentleman he was. I mean, um, uh, the boys and Tracy's mum worked at Berry. It still works there yeah, now, I think, yeah. for a long time. And I know people, local businessmen, invested, which they don't even mention into Berry to keep them afloat when they were nearly going under. So it's been a hard time at the mm. Berry over, over the past few few years. We uh, we did a little bit of business, my company, with with Berry a couple of years ago. But has the chairman changed now? Is it a new chairman that's come in now? I, I wasn't no. aware that it was a new chairman. It's still the, yeah, the yeah. property guy that's there. Yeah, yeah. So, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's been a it's been a tough t- it's been a tough time. Not only on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. I mean, you know, bills have to be paid, and it's it's been a lot of hard juggling act. And uh, but credit where credit's due, uh, they seem to have got through it. To what extent, I don't know, but I'm glad to see the on the football field anyway that the, they're starting to get some good results. But Brownie. I'll make it tough for him tomorrow at Swindon. Oh, will they? And uh, obviously being a mate of, or uh, uh, kind of a, uh, an acquaintance of Gary Neville as well, you know, his links to Berry as well. Uh, Berry, Berry, a club you've ever looked at? Have you ever got down to Yeah, yeah not so much that, but you look at all the local teams, Oldham and... Rochdale. Rochdale. And yeah. You hope they all do well. You know, I remember last year watching Rochdale versus Tottenham in the Cup, you know, when chaining Rochdale on because it was a local team and it's... Everyone talks about United and City, but you've got to remember these other teams as well, and it's great that they're putting these young kids through. They're getting a chance yeah. to yeah. play for for Benny Football Club, and it's getting them money. Probably they don't want to sell the play, but they know they've got to, because mm. that could pay six months' wages, you know. And it's great to hear the manager giving these, saying he's going to give these kids a chance, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah. it's great for all the local clubs, you know, the small ones. You, you seem to forget about because the talk is sitting United, and you forget about the other ones, but they've yeah. been there for years, and they'll always remain there. 
and I wish them all the success. Berry, Rochdale, Oldham, everyone. And for clubs like Berry as well, guys, you know, this is how they survive, isn't it? By producing kids at this. I mean, they've got a, a lad at the moment called Callum Styles, who is a, a kind of a, a, you know, slightly built, kind of number 10, very creative. In fact, he's probably more than a number 10. He's more kind of box to box, but very technically good. I, I believe he's just, well, he has he recently joined uh, Barnsley, but Berry have got him until the end of, in, sorry, until January. And but, but clubs like this, this is how they survive, guys, isn't it? You know, produce the kids, and then unfortunately, as good as they are, if they are as good as they hope to be, they have to move them on for financial reasons. Absolutely, but I've seen, you know, a lot of things that people don't understand that clubs like this have to try and do. I mean, a hotel football, Gary put on a, a lunch there, which I attended yeah, for, for very, Barry, yeah. a couple of times where people... Yeah. You know, went there to support them, and yep. um, but they're having to do lots and lots of things that it's not like the Premier League where money comes in being thrown at you. They've really got to earn their money, and they've got to be careful with the money that they have. And when they go and spend it, if they're going to be bringing players in, they've got to they've got to make sure that place right yep. for that money. Yeah, and, and and like you say, you know, if you want to get yourself down to Gig Lane, it is a great place to go. Is, I'm yeah. I'm down there quite quite regularly. It's an old school ground, isn't it? There's not enough for them. The, no, you know, when we look, I mean, you know, one of the most exciting things that's happened for City fans and me recently is he's getting drawn at Oxford away in the uh, Carabao Cup because they're them kind of old school sort of grounds that you want to get to, don't you? you? They've you got remember, the atmosphere. You remember and, the old, uh, this is a true story, is we played Oxford at the Manor Ground, which it was, and the turnstiles fell in. You had to be there because the, the amount of United fans, you'd not yeah. had that amount of fans there for yeah. years and it was going through and they just fell in. And now they've got... <laughs> to be honest, that probably helped a few United fans. Oh, it, yeah. it, it did, unfortunately. Yeah. But you look at now, they've got a new ground and they're, they're a decent little club, Oxford. Mm. You know, they've got a new stadium, haven't they? I don't think they've started off the season no, that well, have they? They're, they're, oh, they're second sat, bottom. Yeah, second from bottom, seven games, only one win. Sat on four points. Uh, but listen, it's early doors, yeah. I mean, listen, the, the table... Let's look at the table in the Premiership after 10 games have gone by and then yeah. you'll have an idea who the runners and riders are. Of course and, you will. And one will sneak into it and one will sneak out of it. This is the Manchester Football Social, the Legends Preview. It surely is the Manchester Football Social here on Excess Manchester. Um, we're in the studio with Gary Owen and with Webby. Um, the Premier League is back. Everybody is breathing a sigh of relief. There's no doubt about that. Um, just quickly, let's uh, let's have a little chat about the upcoming fixtures for City and United this weekend. Let's start with uh, United, Webby. Um, yeah. Obviously, four games in, two wins. Um, I think three wins out of five will read a lot better than two out of five come sort of half seven on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be, going down, it's going to be a tough game, you know, they've started well, Watford, you know. Four on the bounce? Yeah, four on the bounce, yeah. Uh, Look at last year's game. The defending our team, they changed the man against him, managed against him, he's done a great job, obviously got the ex-United keeper in nets and Foster's playing well for them. He's made some great saves. He has, he's a good keeper, he's just unfortunate at United, he got a few bad injuries, made a few bad mistakes, and he was yeah. shown the door. You know, yeah. wherever he's played, he's been a decent keeper at West mm-hmm. Brom for England. So it's going to be an hard game, Dan. But 
I expect us to go down there and win. You know, we've got to win. Yeah, and she, coming on coming on the back of the the Burnley result, Webby, where you know, obviously, you know, I watched the game. They played well. They deserved the win. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But even the Tottenham game, you know, a couple of weeks before, a week before, or whatever it was, you know, the probably the scoreline very much didn't give the full picture on no, on the performance. No, from it United. never could. If you look at the first half against Tottenham at Old Trafford, it's probably the best we've played for for quite a few years. Yeah. You know, when no no, you've got to set those chances, mate. Lukaku's round the keeper's got a yeah, score. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a score, 1-0. And that's so key, isn't it? That goal, if that goes in, Webby, yeah. the, the, the whole complexion of that game and result change changes, doesn't line, it? It change, Dead changes attitude. the mentality. Dead attitude. Tottenham come out a bit more, you know. But fair play to Tottenham, second half. They attitude, got, yeah. They've, they've, they took the chances and they deserved the, the points. But like you say, we went to Burnley at the right time. They were tired from the Thursday night Europa League. Yeah, they yeah. yeah. I think they'll struggle this year. I, think I go, agree. I completely. think they'll go down. But they'll again, they'll go down, but they'll struggle. And then them being out of the Europa League now is probably a blessing in disguise. I would yeah, agree. Well, you you yeah. look at these teams in, in that Europa League, and no disrespect to Burnley, it was great for their fans, the European tour. But for that, for two, for, for two games, Aberdeen, <laughs> Aberdeen's <laughs> <laughs> one of them. Yeah, but they, obviously they had to buy three or four players, maybe four, or five, or six yeah. to, to help them with that. We know they really haven't got the depth, has it? Have no they to, to do that? Players were playing Thursday, Sunday, and maybe he'd leave a couple out. You know, obviously they got the, mm. uh, Joe Hart. For me, did they need him? They've already got two yeah. decent keepers. Yeah, but one, one was injured. injured one, yeah. I mean. Heaton uh, yeah. had done his uh, and Pope's still out as well, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. So yeah. obviously they had to get him, but obviously I think they will struggle this year. And after last year, did they come sixth? Yeah, you know. That, so the right sat, time to play him. He was sat in seventh for some like Euro three months. By yeah, that, was, they? They, they never moved from seventh. <laughs> <laughs> did win this day seventh? You might have mentioned that one or two times. He just never moved from seventh. Did he finish seventh? <laughs> Gaz, what is it about seventh, Gaz? I know him. Obviously, order they started seventh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the champions uh, take on Fulham. The first three pm kickoff, Gaz, of the, uh, We've got of a few the season. We've got Brighton coming up. It is the first of them. No, every every other game has been moved for TV. Yeah, yeah. So Fulham come to town. What what kind of game are you expecting? I think Fulham. They uh, they're going to try and. I think they're going to try and come and play, which I think is going to f- is is a mistake. But because if they come and try and play us, then it's you know you're being led to the slaughter, I believe. But that's what they're going to try and do. Fulham have brought in. I thought they bought extremely well, and they feel the best way to try and get some of this game is to come and play us. Well, all I can say is that it will be an open game, an open game, which means there should be goals. And if there's goals, everybody will be happy. So it's not as though the team's going to come and sit behind the ball, which we've seen many, many times. Mm. So if Fulham, is, uh, as they're saying, Jankovic is the is the manager. And he's, he's a great so, manager, Jankovic, yeah, as well, isn't he? Really highly thought. He's saying that's the way they're going to play. And, and me, for one, are looking forward to it because they bought well in the summer. Yeah. That's Sarri, yeah. who they bought. Yeah. He was linked Quality. with everybody. Liverpool, us, United, yeah. everybody. And he ended up going to Fulham. Schurler's back in the... In the Schurler, he's come yeah, back, so he's been on the, fire. I mean, Mitrovic, who they, they made a permanent deal from Newcastle. I mean, he started the season on fire. Ryan yeah, I don't want to say this, because you know it's, it's going to come back and haunt me, but I don't think he's good enough for the Premiership. You watch the score on Sunday. Well, he's got about four yeah, this season, hasn't he? Yeah. I think, yeah, Mitrovic. Yeah. He's, had a, he's, he's had a great start. Yeah. I, don't think, I, I don't think he's mobile enough for, for the Premiership, but we'll see. Well, that might influence your predictions for this week. So, leading on very, very nicely. Gaz, you've not really mentioned much about the predictions. Can you give us the scores on the doors? Mickey Thomas isn't here, and we all believe Mickey is yeah. on a runner. Mickey, Mickey, if you're listening, you need to show your face, Mickey mate. Mickey Wanted is in Portugal, I believe. So, Mickey wants to get out of these traps quickly. 
but unfortunately, I think he's got his drawers caught up in it because he's, <laughs> he's not moving very fast out. We're 38 points to 25. Last week was a killer for him. Uh, and we'll see what brings up this uh, this week. Right, OK, so a prediction. So we're, we've got Webby. Webby's going to give us his, yes. his predictions. We've got Joe, who's going to give us Mickey's uh, and Gary. So the first game is the 12.30 kickoff. Top big game, Tottenham versus Liverpool. We're going to start, is yeah, it Gio? Listen, we're going to start with Gio. Yeah, whatever you, you like, in the because studio. whatever it is, if Mickey's got the same, I'll change mine. He's, so nice, you, you're you're so nice. he's so nice. I'm all hot. <laughs> Tottenham 2, Liverpool 2. A oh. draw from Gaz. 2-2. Two, two. You tell you what, it's, he's gone Tottenham 3, Liverpool 2. Oh, five goals. I mean, to be fair, Webby, it's not a bad way to kick off the weekend, it's is it? Not, Tottenham, I'll, I'll uh, Tottenham the Liverpool. Game, but I've gone Tottenham 1, Liverpool 3. Mickey would not have done that, no, would he? Would he? No it. way. He's never he's never back Liverpool I'm to just, win no I'm matter. I'm just what. looking at obviously the Tottenham goalkeepers out injured for four to five weeks now, and I don't think that Vaughan's up so much. He'll be in there tomorrow. Yeah, he's not we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I didn't okay. know that. Well uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe, you are you are Mickey Thomas. So yep. the next game we have got three o'clock kickoff With Bournemouth there. versus Leicester. What's Mickey gone for? One nil Leicester. 1-0 Leicester. Gio? 1-1. One, one. Oh, Ooh, another draw. Draws. Two draws. And I've gone Bournemouth 2, Leicester 1. Bournemouth 2, Leicester 1. Fantastic. Then we have got Chelsea, who again have started the season on fire. They kick off at home to Cardiff. Uh, Gaz, what, it's what's not, your picture? It's not going to be happy for Cardiff going to the capital. Chelsea's going to win it 2-0. 2-0. Two nil. Two nil. And uh, what's going for Mickey 3 nil. 3 0. So they're both predicting comfortable wins for, for Chelsea. And Webby, are you I've following gone, suit? I've gone Chelsea 4, Cardiff 0. Right, Chelsea. so we've got a 2, we've got a 3, you got a 4. I'm, I'm, five. I'm not even five. involved in this, but I'm go going 5. 5, five, nil. five. Next game, we've got Huddersfield versus Palace. And uh, Gaz, I think it's your turn, isn't it, Gaz? It doesn't make a difference. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Don't make a difference yet. Uh, Huddersfield go, 1, Palace 2. Huddersfield 1, Palace yeah, Huddersfield 2. Bad start to the season. What's Mickey T uh, gone Mickey for? Mickey T's gone for a 2 0 Palace. 2 0 Palace. Web it. I've gone Huddersfield 1, Crystal Palace 3. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Huddersfield, they're another team. What did you uh, for, Gary? A little bit Two like one. Burnley. A little Palace. bit like Burnley might struggle this season. I think that second season syndrome might hit him. Then it's uh, time for the Centurions, Gio. Uh, we've got Manchester City, first three o'clock kickoff of the season yeah, Mickey, against Fulham. Mickey T's Mickey prediction T's first. 4 0 to Manchester City. He usually gives us five. I'm a bit yeah, disappointed. Yeah, he does. He, he's well, gone that's four. killed me because I've gone 4 0, so I'm going to change it. <laughs> but I'm going 3 0. 3 0. 3 0. Webby, is he going to give City the result here, Webby? I've gone City 4, Fulham 1. 4 Ooh, 1 from Webby. One. Okay. okay. And then the next game, Newcastle, Arsenal. Gaz. I like, I like. Newcastle 1, Arsenal 3. Right, so <laughs> Newcastle, uh, sorry, Arsenal's role will continue. What's Mickey T going for? 4 1 0 win to Newcastle. Wow. Wads, no, no wonder he's not winning this he prediction He always says a mad one. You never get it. 1-0 to Newcastle. <laughs> mad one. That's another five-all draw. One you got Liverpool's one. getting beat last week. game, that 4-4 one, I remember. Yeah, yeah. 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 Webby, what are we going I've for there? Newcastle 1, Arsenal 1. Okay, draw from Webby. And the uh, late kick-off, um, Watford versus United. Let's start with Webby. Webby, what have you gone for on this one? I've gone Watford 1, Manchester United 2. And you'll be down there to watch it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mickey T, what's Mickey's prediction? 2 United. 2-0 Angio 1-1 one, one. Ooh. Ooh, look at his face he loves it he loves it He's just, if you can, obviously you can't see but he's just eyeballed Webby from, I've got to keep my results in, in uh, that was great though guys you stared at him then I stared at him and what and what that's this what your eyes said I've got to keep intact so I'm 
I'm, I'm going to draw four out of four. They've had Watford. United will go there. They did quite well against United before United took off. So, so one, one, one. okay, and then very very quickly, uh, Sunday fixtures: Wolves versus Burnley. Gaz, what Wolves have you gone for? Two Burnley, one. Two Wolves. one to Wolves. Wolves Mickey T. Has gone one nil to Wolverhampton. Wolves, not had any, any um, same scores. Yeah, no, no, no change. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone Wolves three Burnley nil. Okay, Wolves and three Burnley yeah. nil. And uh, Everton West Ham. Mickey T. Mickey T's gone for Everton three West Ham one. Gio two nil Everton. <laughs> two nil Everton. We Same again. I've got Everton two. Full out. Fantastic. <laughs> and then the final game uh, of this this weekend, uh, Monday night, Southampton versus Brighton. Gary. Una, una, one one. Una, una. One. one. Uh, well, Gary, uh, Mickey T. Sorry, has gone for one nil win to Brighton. One nil win to and Brighton. Webby. Southampton one. Brighton nil. Oof. Fantastic. Well, let the games begin. We, let the games begin. <laughs> Let's see if Mickey, if Mickey has a good week, Gaz. Do you think he might turn up next week? What do you reckon? Yeah, there's, there's, half a, there's chance. a chance of that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Webby. And your Webby. Depends if he gets out of Portugal. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> Webby, let him out. Yeah. Webby, you're heading down to Watford, so yes, uh, good yes. luck with that one. Oh, cheers.